So we're gathered on the auspicious occasion of the Baldit Purnim at Odarya. And we're going to have a brief discussion about um, Balaram. Um, Baldit Purnim is, of course, the day in which we celebrate his appearance. And um, what I'd like to do tonight is to read from the uh, very beginning of the book that uh, I'm writing at present. The title of the book is Friends Forever, uh, Sakirati in Uttam Bhakti. It's um, a book that uh, I've been encouraged to write for for a number of years by some of my closest uh, friends and disciples. And um, I hesitated to do so for some time, but with their prodding, I've gone forward and it's been quite uh, rewarding thus far. The book is uh, divided in two cantos, the first being more of the underlying uh, tattva, philosophy, uh, rasa tattva, uh, the tattva of sakya rasa, <clears throat> and um, the second canto, which I'm in the middle of now, is a lila narrative, uh, re-narrating um, the uh, central, uh, I want to say the sakya rasa center of the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam, chapters 13, 14, 15, uh, really 16, and part of 18 as well. Um, so, as you know, these are the. This is one of the windows of opportunity in our Sampradaya Sakya Rasa coming to us as it does through Nityananda Prabhu and Madhuri Rasa coming through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm going to read from the first part of the book. It's a book that is requires some. Uh, adhikar or eligibility to really be able to appreciate. Because it's a higher topic than um, uh, certain uh, things are assumed by the author that the audience will understand and appreciate, especially in the Leela narrative section. There are many subtleties and points and so forth that one not as a well acquainted with the subject matter um, will will miss. So it's advisable. Of course, it's not published yet, but once it is, that it, it'll be read uh, in the association of uh, advanced uh, devotee reader speaker who could comment on it and draw out much of what's there. Um, it's not as much the case in the first canto of the book, which is. Uh, more philosophical, and uh, an effort is made there to explain in, in great uh, detail again the underlying tattva of uh, Sakirati, which is an aspect of Samananuga Bhakti. <clears throat> uh, but tonight I'm going to read from the very uh, what what is at present the beginning of the first chapter. The first chapter begins with really the birth of Sakirasa in the form. Uh, of Baldev. 
Um, he is, of course, that first expansion of of Krishna that is composed of a, a different emotional makeup than Krishna. Krishna has expansions within Braj that are identical with him in terms of emotional makeup and in form. For example, Krishna expands himself in the uh, Brahma Vimohan Leela during the picnic along the banks of the Jamuna, such that each coward boy feels that Krishna is sitting directly in front of him and uh, giving him his full attention. It was a similar phenomenon in Madhuri Ras, where Krishna expands such that during the Rasa Leela, each gopi feels that Krishna is dancing directly with him. So that's a kind of expansion, Prabhava, Prakash, that occurs in Braj. And again, it's a type of expansion of Krishna in the Paravyom, in which the emotional content and composition of the expansion is the same as Swami Bhagavan himself, and so the form is. Whereas there is then a, a necessity for a Vibha, what's called Rupa Goswami's terms from Lagu Bhagavatamrita, Vibhava Prakash. So this is a type of expansion that is different in emotional composition. And while the form of Valdev is really the same as Krishna, Nonetheless, his complexion is different, and complexion and emotion, of course, in Indian aesthetics, um, have some correspondence. <clears throat> well, they do universally. We have cold colors, we have warm colors, hot colors, <laughs> and so forth. Um, so, so Baladev is his Vaibhava Prakash. Now, there's only one, a necessity in Braj for one such Vaibhava um, Prakash expansion, and that is. Uh, Balaram and his appearance, um, if you will, that we're celebrating today, which of course is not something that is, uh, has an origination in time. But with regard to time, it's worth noting that in modern um, science and philosophy, there are two basic ideas of time A time, it's sometimes called, and B time, or tensed time and untensed time. So the two theories are, you know, in a very basic sense, that in a time or tense time, that time is an actual, um, I would say, entity. But they wouldn't use the term entity, but an, an actual real um, something that is real. And as such, there are, there is a past time that once it's past, it's gone never to return, there's a present time, and then there's a potential of the future. Hmm? Whereas in B time, the idea is that that there is no real thing as time, but it's just a subjective uh, construct of, of humans who uh, look at the world through a certain lens as if there was a past and as if there is a future when actually there is a past, there is a future, there is a present existing all the time. Hmm? There was a turn towards that from tensed time and Newtonian time with some of the insights of, of Einstein. But it's still a debate 
for us, at any rate, <laughs> we have both times. We would look at the, the time in the material world as tensed time, and time in the spiritual world is untense time. Therefore, every leela of Krishna is eternally existing, and one can contact it, enter into the prakash or the section, the windows, as I like to sometimes refer to it, of of that leela. Um, <clears throat> and time functions, nonetheless, for sequence. I would say, in the um, in the, in the uh, in the spiritual world, but not for beginning and end. So, we talk about the beginning of Balaram, the birth of Balaram. Of course, we experience it um, in this world where the Leela appears more like it is under the tense time than it would in in the Aprakat Leela, the unmanifest Leela. Of course, it's not in either case, but it appears in this world where there is tense time, as if it's moving through past, present, and future. And as, for example, the coward boys start to turn from Kumar, the end of their Kumar Leela, at the cusp, the end, the very tail end, uh, Sesh Kumar, into the Poganda Leela, now they start to want to move away. This is where real friendship can take place. Because prior to that, in Kumar, in earlier childhood ages, the bond is with the parents. The parents are the center, the nourishing factor, and so on and so forth. As we start to end the Kumar and then enter into Poganda, then, then friendship starts to occur. And there's a moving away from the parental center, even hiding things from them. And secretly being out with one's friends and then having to be subject to inquiries as to where you've been and so forth. Um, or we take the gopis love, for example. Until they reach puberty in the Prakat Leela, their romantic feelings can't fully manifest. Of course, they're always manifest and there is no real tense time for Krishna Leela. But again, when it appears in this world, it appears, so to speak, um, when in Rome, who has the Romans? So within the world of tense time, the leader looks as if it is subject to tense as well, and a pastime uh, is performed and then it's gone. An age of Krishna is passed through and it no longer exists and so forth. But of course it does, if nowhere else, in the hearts of great devotees, hmm? meditating as they do on different leaders at different times, different places, and so on and so forth. So, the birth, if you will, uh, of of Balaram is um, is the birth of Sakyarasa. So, like a great ocean, Rasaraj Krishna, the, the king of the of the mellows, the waves of of Bhakti Rasa, has a feeling for friendship. Hmm? Balaram is that feeling, hmm? yeah. personified. Imagine if you could personify your emotions and then interact with them hmm? in, in a fantasy, imaginative 
world of your own if you had such power. This helps us to understand something, uh, an analogy to help us appreciate something about Krishna Leela. Hmm? So, Balaram is that tidal wave, really, of fraternal um, love. And um, so, what I've written in the uh, at the onset here of the book is a, a very poetic um, narrative. Um, with regard to the appearance of Balaram in Braj and um, and thereby in the lives of sadhakas in this world. I mentioned that the earlier part of the book is more philosophical and um, dealing with tattva. However, it, it begins with a rather um, poetic uh, narrative, just a few paragraphs, and I'll read through it, and then I'll go back and draw out some of the things that you might not have been able to um, pick up on just from hearing it. When the elderly mystic Purnamasi, wrapped in saffron cloth and effulgent as the full moon after whom she is named, arrived in Braj, she was accompanied by the farcical Brahmin boy. Madhumangal, posing as a student of Narada. This student, like his elderly female companion who never wanes or waxes, also never ages. He is not, excuse me, is he not the original Brahmin that Narada is but an expansion of? But let us not wander too far adrift from the play at hand. Maybe I should explain that paragraph. There's quite a bit there before I go on with the other paragraphs and we'll go paragraph by paragraph. So Purnamasi is introduced on the scene. Purnamasi really means the full moon, so she's been compared to the full moon here. Although, as mentioned, she's wrapped in saffron cloth. Here we find a difference uh, between the depiction of Purnamasi uh, found in Rupa Goswami's Radhakrishna Ganadvesh Deepika and that of Jiva Goswami and Gopal Champu and in the writings of Raghunathas Goswami as well. Both Das Goswami and Jiva Goswami wrap her in saffron. Hmm? Despite her being the kind of the the the, the full moon, the fa- all the phases of the moon together, if you will, which has such an impact on our emotional life, on the tides and the, and the fluids then of our body, and um, the implication is our e- e- emotional life as well. Um, despite that the, the moon is white, if you will, a reflected light, um, which just happens, of course, to correspond with the reflective crystal-like or moon-like as it sometimes sometimes described complexion of Balaram <clears throat> a complexion Pondra the color of which corresponds with Hasirati Hasirati is the is amongst the Rasas the best friend of Sakya Rasa it's that uh, secondary Rasa compatible when speak of compatible as it with as I say it's the best friend of Sakya Rasa the um, humorous comedic rasa that uh, causes friends to hold their belly that it might not burst. Um, 
so something a moment I won't go into it in detail about his complexion and different emotional makeup I just said a brief few words about that at the beginning the chapter goes on to describe that in detail but it's not something that's taken up here in these initial paragraphs that I'm reading tonight Purnamasi wrapped you would think as Rupa Goswami says in white cloth perhaps is wrapped in the vision of Raghunath Das and Jiva Goswami in saffron so we can find some nuanced uh, differences sometimes these differences will be based on Puranic narratives where um, such details are are given or for for philosophical or theological or rasic uh, in order to convey the feeling the spirit of the rasa details in the narrative may be augmented and changed so forth just like if I'm to tell a story in order to make a point to an audience I might tell a story with different details with nuance and so forth depending on the audience and depending on what point in particular if, if there is one in particular or a couple that I want to emphasize and bring out through the narrative so at any rate um, I wrapped her in saffron following the, the, the vision of Jeeva and Raghunath Daskuswami and uh, she of course uh, Purnamasi is the um, is the disciple of Narada the um, the grandmother the mother I should say of Sandipani Muni the grandmother of Marumungo who is also mentioned here in this first paragraph and they have left Eugene Eugene and they've come to the Brudge she's a taller lady and um, mysterious so she her mystery is is um, apparent in her leaving from family responsibilities something that um, most people don't do in the Vedic culture that much less women so she's a sadvi hmm? a female um, saint if you will again that idea is brought out by more by her being wrapped in saffron cloth and so her appearance in Brudge is very peculiar to the to the residents. They're all family people, hmm? attached to their local village, their animals, their domestic animals, cows in particular. They're coward people, and this, this is their life. Hmm? This is they, they they're not mystics. They don't know the Vedas, so it would appear. If a sage comes, they don't say, "Who are you? We're Raganuga Bhaktas. What do you know about anything?" No. <laughs> Their their bhakti, their ragatmika bhakti, their kamarupa, their samandarupa bhakti, is uh, is very much characterized by humility. And the standard that Mahaprabhu mandated for all of his aspiring devotees in his famous third verse of Shikshastakam, Trinadapi, Sunichana. This is just the beginning of humility that, in in due course, as we progress, becomes almost synonymous. As Sanatana Goswami has explained in Veda Bhagavatamrita with bhakti itself, and that it fosters bhakti, bhakti fosters it, it fosters bhakti, and so forth. So we find extreme um, 
humility on the part of the Brajabhasis. So when a saint, and a saintly lady in particular, a towering lady, you don't find um, a lot of tall people in India. <laughs> Prabhupada was probably about 5'4". Sridhar Marsh was quite tall for an Indian man, uh, quite towering in stature, but I, I found that in my limited experience, so I've been there about 50 times, to uh, um, not see that many um, tall people, but a towering stature of Purimasi wrapped in saffron. So, uh, having left her own, her own family and so forth, and bringing with her this peculiar young uh, uh, Brahmin boy, this appearance in Braj was uh, something that rippled throughout the village news. Uh, gossip went from from mouth to ear to mouth to ear, and and there was a gathering, of course, that uh, um, occurred. Why is she here? She's here to bless us. What is her purpose? What is our good fortune that, that we should have her in our company? And of course, from a philosophical point of view, Purnamasi, we know, is the is the personification of Yogamaya. Hmm? Yogamaya is the is the goddess. That presides over the Samvit Shakti, the Sarup Shakti of Krishna, his internal energy, that Bhakti is is constituted of. Bhakti is not a Shakti of the Jiva. Bhakti is something that comes to the Jiva through Sadhusanga and enables the Jiva to be all it could be, in as much as the Jiva is by nature something, an entity that that lends itself to nurture. Hmm? Now we're being malnurtured by the influence of the Maya Shakti. We can be fully nurtured by the influence of the Sarup Shakti, which, unlike matter, is is subjective, as, as we are, rather than objective. Hmm? Subjective and the objective don't mix too well. Hmm? That's why science, you know, naturalism, probably the most popular form of really just materialism is another way of talking about it, trying to expand materialism, physicalism to really accommodate and naturalize that which is practically and realistically impossible to naturalize. Naturalism is it means that, that there's nothing more than the natural world. There's nothing supernatural. Hmm? That means consciousness discrimination or ration rationality thought and its concomitant uh, emotion and even morality which is what the whole of our existence is really about. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. That's where we live. These are the hardest things for naturalism to naturalize. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is, actually. And real, uh, sincere naturalists will admit, yes, these are the hardest things to naturalize. And my reply is, that's the whole thing. <laughs> that's what it's all. And you're having a hard time naturalizing that. Maybe it's not part of the natural world. Of course, 
we're painting with a broad brush here because we actually acknowledge that rationality, thought, and, uh, and, 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 and ontological right and wrong, morality, um, are part of the natural world because we acknowledge both psychic matter and physical matter. Of course, neither of them have any power to do anything, have any meaning or whatnot without consciousness, which is entirely supernatural. Mind, intellect, uh, so thought and emotion and rationality, these are aspects of the antakarna. Hmm? You have the citta, you have the buddhi, you have uh, manas and ankar. Hmm? Um, so these are all aspects of the subtle matter that is so subtle in its makeup that it has the capacity to reflect consciousness and take on a consciousness-like or a quasi-subjective um, nature and then be the intermediate, intermediating kind of, kind of interface between the objective world and consciousness itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's the point? So, <laughs> uh, Yes, we've got Puramasi. So, uh, uh, we're talking about the Puramasi is the is an, is the Yoga Maya. So she is an aspect of the internal Sarup Shakti of Krishna. Now we could be nourished by that because it's of a subjective nature. Hmm? It's purely subjective. Hmm? We're malnourished by the Maya Shakti. Mm-hmm. However, the, as I was speaking, the subtle aspect of the Maya Shakti is something that the mind, for example, with the red Gita says, it can be work for us or against us. That's what yoga is about. That's what spiritual practice is about. Through Bodhi, we get hold, we get, we get, a, we understand revelation. And then we harness the, the, the mind and emotions, and then it helps to serve our purpose for transcending even the subtle matter. <clears throat> if we don't get a hold of it, then the mind, of course, becomes the problem, and it just becomes identified with physical, uh, the objective realm, and uh, we suffer from death, and, and so on and so forth. So, there's a Maya Shakti, there's a Surup Shakti. Bhakti is constituted of the Sarup Shakti. Hmm? It's not a Shakti of the Jiva. It descends through Sadhu Sangha to the Jiva as an opportunity by which, through which the Jiva can experience its fullest potential as a unit of subjectivity, of unit of consciousness. Hmm? Its atomic component uh, of Satchitananda by the influence of Sarup Shakti can experience Sandini, Samvit, and Ladini, which is kind of like Sat Chit Ananda on, on steroids. Hmm? And these three components of the internal energy, Sarup Shakti, Sandini, existential, Samvit, cognitive, and Ladini, um, Ananda, bliss, love, 
of them, the middle one, the Sambit Shakti, the presiding goddess of the Sambit Shakti, is Yogamaya, Purnamasi. The presiding god is Vasudeva, the presiding goddess is Purnamasi. So Purnamasi is a very worshipable um, person in our um, culture and it's important to become acquainted with her. In Rupa Goswami's uh, Radha Govinda temple, huge stone edifice in Braj, that's located at the Yoga Peak, which was this very center then, around which all of Braj, under the, during the time of Mahaprabhu, when it was coming to life again, hmm, after he had gone there and then sent his missionaries, Rupa Sanatan, to renovate that, excavate the places of Krishna's pastimes, write about um, uh, um, bhakti, explain the shastras from the bhakti perspective, you know, on certain terms, um, underscoring the role of, of bhakti in, in the pursuit of transcendence and so forth. Well, this was the beehive, this Radha Govinda temple. And other temples also were built, Madame Mohan, Snath, and so on and so forth. Uh, but in the basement of that temple, in a secret, I should say, um, underground um, compartment of the temple, there's a deity of Yogamaya. In a way, it's kind of appropriate that she's underground. She's behind the scenes. right? And um, it's she who then uh, in terms of the sh- Shakti's role, then Bhakti bestows upon us hmm, our identity, the, the knowing. Hmm, I'm a coward. I'm I'm a handmaiden. Hmm. That knowing, that some of it, um, is accompanied by a corresponding Ananda. So the, the some of it and the and the Ladini and Depending on the sambit, there'd be a different combination in terms of the sambit and ladini for sakya rasa, for madhurya rasa, hmm? for patsali rasa. So, for example, the stai bhava dominant emotion, let's say, of sakya rati or of madhurya rati, they have the ananda component that develops those identities f- further in terms of sneha, man. Pranai, Rag, and Rag, Mahabhav, and so forth. How that will develop, that Ananda will be different for Sakyarasa than it is for Madhurya Rasa. So, at any rate, Purnamasi, an important uh, person to us as um, sadhakas, and and very important in the eyes of the Prajbasis. Here, a saintly lady had appeared, and who was this young um, Brahmin? Uh, boy uh, with her hmm? Madhu Mungal I've described him here as the farcical Brahmin boy hmm? posing as a student of Narada posing as a student of Narada the implication of this phrase is that just as Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan the original form of God the fountainhead of, of innumerable um, waves of 
other forms of divinity composed, as I said earlier, of different emotional content with different purposes in relation to different devotees and different leaders, different devotees with different types of of, of, of praying and so forth. And he stays always in Braj and his immediate associates when he expands they also expand with him in different leelas and so forth. Just like we find for example uh, in Ram Leela, Krishna is Ram and Balaram's there is Lakshman for example. Um, so Narada from a from a Bhava point of view entering into the feeling of the Leela living in the story if you will the narrative he's a disciple of, of Narada but from the Tattva point of view Narada is actually an expansion of Madhumangal who is the original farcical Brahman Narada is also sometimes termed the farcical Brahman because he does peculiar things like telling Kamsa that um, Krishna has already been born in Braj to, 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 to bring out the, uh, uh, the Leela and push it along and so forth. And uh, There are many, many stories about Nard that are peculiar. And uh, But that peculiarity that we find in Nard hmm, that in the uh, times going by the, the drama uh, the, the dramas of Indian uh, art and so forth, which were religious, and Nard would be a figure that would appear in there. He's called, of course, not in English, but in, in, in the local vernacular, uh, the equivalent of the farcical Brahman. Well, that farcical side to him, if you will, that is like fully present <laughs> in modern Mongol. Of this, there should be no doubt. If we hear a little bit about him. Hmm? He's he is the the, the typical. Uh, in another sense, Kali Yuga Brahman. I mean, that's not a, a really good way of putting it, but but uh, forgive me for the moment. Um, who's only a Brahman in terms of eating, but otherwise not in terms of really um, any deep spiritual uh, uh, insight. And so he appears in this way in the Brajlila. And there's an interesting throughout the, the narratives of the Brajlila. You, you can you can find this if you're, if you if you're thoughtful you can find this deprecation of the Brahminical class even while it's also glorified hmm? you understand yeah. hmm? the varnashram of course is a whole different uh, discipline uh, the karma marg uh, from from the bhakti marg hmm? Bhakti Margs, especially Rag Margs, steps on the head of the Varnashram. There are the Varnashrams there in Braj just for the sake of um, a social structure to facilitate the Leela. Hmm? The, the do's and don'ts, which there are thousands, don't really have any, any, any bearing on the Leela. We can't just take the rules of Varnashram as they appear to be played out in the Braj, incorporate them here. And think we've we've brought the brudge to earth. We need to bring the bhava that fuels it, that makes it go round. That's that's what's uh, um, the leela is really 
constituted of, right? Mm-hmm. So, at any rate, he's quite a Brahmin, quite a character. Um, he, of course, is, becomes an intimate associate of Krishna in due course in the Leela. He'll be introduced by um, Punamasi to, to Krishna, become his fast friend. Um, but here he's described in this phrase that I'm explaining. Get back to it. Battery might have gone out. Oh, goodness. Battery gone out. Okay. Why don't you just bring my computer? I've got it on my computer. Um, the. the uh, um, a parent, anyway, student of Nard. I'm, I'm introducing an element of Tattva. Actually, Nard is the incarnation or the expansion of uh, Madhu Mangal, not um, the reverse. Mm-hmm. I get my computer. Yeah. But, at any rate, these two are very um, significant characters, and that comes out as the as the text go, goes forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when the elderly mystic Purnamasi, wrapped in saffron cloth and folded as the moon, full moon, after whom she is named, arrived in Braj, she was accompanied by the farcical Brahman boy Madhu Mangal, posing as a student of Narada. The student is like an elderly female. The student like his elderly female companion who never wanes or waxes as the moon, for example, in that, um, excuse me, I have to read it again. This student, like his elderly female companion who never wanes or waxes, also never ages. Is he not the original Brahman? The Nard is but an approximation of, but again, let us not wander too far adrift with tattva from the land, from the play at hand. The timing of their arrival coincided with the pregnancy of Yashoda, an event that the entire cowherd community longed for in such measure that it consumed the cowherds like the long, dark night of the soul in separation from its source. On this night, their darkness was illumined by Punamasi's mystic insight that she readily shared. The male child of Nanda and Yasoda they longed for, an heir to the kingdom of the cowards, was already within Yasoda's womb. Along with this news of Yasoda's fortune, another auspicious child, bear, child-bearing dom of a lady, and, I should say, along with this news, Yasoda's fortune his news, excuse me, of Yashoda's fortune, another auspicious child bearing Dom of a lady arrived steadily on a black mare. So, the point here is that the, uh, the timing of her appearance coincided with the pregnancy of Yashoda that was unknown to the community. And Nanda and Yashoda were quite old, and it was a gnawing. Um, uh, cause of anxiety for the entire coward community because their king, Nanda, didn't have a son. So, as time went on and they became elderly and it looked like they'd have no issue, 
who would be the successor hmm, to Nanda Maharaj. So this was a kind of a unspoken problem that as years went on and on, became a, a kind of a transcendental anxiety in the Braj. And unbeknownst to them, hmm, Nanda and Yasoda had been successful, having performed the Bharat and approached, uh, uh, prayed to Narayan and so forth. And uh, the problem, of course, was, as Nanda explained to Yasoda, every time I think of conceiving, what comes in my mind is the form of a boy that's a child that's more beautiful than Narayan. And then I know, this is crazy. I can't have a son that's more beautiful than Narayan. What, what am I thinking? Hmm? And then I, I, I lose my enthusiasm for conception. And you sort of said, same thing happens to me. So when they finally confided in one another, hmm, then they thought, let us approach our God, Narayan, for a solution to our problem. And so they did. And they performed a, a vrat. And he... Hmm, solved, solved the problem, of course. Hmm? And um, so, but this, the fact that the problem was solved, that Yasoda was bearing a child, was unknown yet to the inhabitants of Braj. And Purnamasi was coming, heralding this news with her mystic insight. She came. You there, you guys? Hello? I guess not. I guess we lost them. Bamsi? Oh, you are there. Okay. Um, so, so Purnamasi, at her mystic insight, by that she knew that Yasoda was present, pregnant. She informed everybody, soon Krishna will be born. Soon there will be... Um, um, so, uh, an issue from your soda, and um, um, so well, the inhabitants of Brudge said, "Well, we should. What good news you're bringing? We should build you a hut along the banks of the Krishna. Krishna means black. It's another name for the Jamuna, which is black." And she said, "Ah, it was as if the Vedas had spoken. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> as if the Vedas had spoken. Hmm? Of course, no one knew that the child would be named Krishna, but." Purnamasi knew. Hmm? So she knows a lot when you do get, get, her, get her grace. Hmm? So, um, on this night, their darkness, the darkness of the inhabitants of Braj, was illumined by Purnamasi's mystic insight that she readily shared, the male child of Nanda Yasoda they longed for. An heir to the kingdom of the cowards was already within Yasoda's womb. And, along with this news, of Yashoda's fortune, another auspicious child-bearing dom of a lady arrived stealthily on the back of a mare. On the back of a mare. Hmm? So this, of course, is a reference to Rohini. Rohini hmm? And um, I refer to here as a as a um, a child-bearing dom of a lady. Dom, of course, is the Term used for the, um, the, uh, the 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 cow bearing. You have the you have the bull. What's the bull called? The bull, the sire, and the dom. The sire and the dom, right? 
So the sire is the bull, the dam is the is the cow. And in Rohini, the asterism of Rohini, she's named after, of course, is depicted as a red red cow, cow of plenty. Hmm? Corresponds with the autumn coming season, the harvest season, the har- season of plenty. Hmm? And she was bearing in her womb the plentiful Haldar himself. Hmm? Of course, Balaram, the bear of the plow. Hmm? Haldar means bear of the plow, which um, implies his um, agricultural um, sensibilities. Hmm? He cultivates and makes fertile the heart that hmm? Krishna might appear there. Hmm? As he did in a partial form of himself with the, in the womb of Devaki. But Krishna ordered Yogamaya, after that was completed, to transfer that partial manifestation of Balaram hmm, into the womb of Rahini, hmm, where he merged with the actual um, full face of Balaram as she comes into Braj, because he's he's he's, a, he's actually from Braj. He's not from Mathura. It's told, Krishna told uh, in the Puran that um, that the reason he ordered Yoga Maya to transfer um, Baladev from the womb of Devaki to Rohini is because had he been born in Mathura, it's not that he was afraid that he would be challenged by or under um, uh, subject to the to the cruelty of Kamsa. I mean, he's he's Balram. Hmm? Um, he could have defeated him, um, but um, rather that his pastimes in Braj would not be fun. That's what he says without without Balram. If Balram was to be born in 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 Mathura as a Chatriya, then he wouldn't be Krishna wouldn't be enthused even for, to, be, uh, to to even to um, manifest his leela in Braj. We we can speak and we won't tonight, but uh, I've written about it in a great extent. The extent to which um, Balaram is dependent upon Krishna, but this is an instance in which we can understand that it's um, in some senses true as well. Uh, for Krishna, dependent upon Balaram for his life to be happy. That's why Balaram is with him wherever he goes in any incarnation. Three is not a crowd when it comes to Balaram. Krishna in all his avatars and expansions has a consort, except for Mohini, who was a mother, who was a woman, except for Narayan Rishi, who was a, was a sage. And a celibate. And there's a form of Lakshmi, right? Or Radha, that goes with all the expansions and avatars of Krishna. But Balaram also goes along. They say three's a crowd, but not when it comes to Balaram. He's there as the bedstead and, and in so many other ways, giving support to the pastimes of Krishna and his consort. Um, that's another interesting uh, 
an extensive topic for discussion. Comes up later in the text, but we'll just note on it uh, tonight with regard to Rohini. Rohini, a is was appearing at just about the same time. So um, this makes for a natural bond between the two ladies. They're both pregnant, pretty much at the same pace. Ram will be born at what eight days prior to Krishna, seven, eight days prior to Krishna. And of course, they're very similar in their natures, even though their emotional comp- uh, composition is slightly different. They're quite similar, so the mothers are going to have similar uh, physical, if you will, responses and so on and so forth. They have much in common. So, And along with the news of Yashoda's fortune, another auspicious child-bearing dom of a lady arrived Stethily on a black mare. So she was right. She she actually rode through the night on a black mare, and stealthily. Why? Because if we recall, she's escaping from Matura, from Kamsa. It would appear. The feeling of it is in Tatva. It's another thing, but in feeling. So she escaped somehow. Positive got her on a horse, a black mare, in the night, and came, arriving just at uh, at the break of day. Hmm? Like a red cow of plenty, she was named after the asterism Rohini, that is depicted as a red cow bearing tidings of a plentiful harvest. This second mother met in bliss with Yashoda, bearing he who would be the very best friend of Yashoda's own issue. The camaraderie of the ladies would be excelled only by their sons' fraternal feelings for one another. Rohini's issue came first on the full moon of the Shravan moon's monsoon season, eight days before the birth of Yashomati's Nandan. What can be said about his appearance when words fail even in capturing the fullness of ordinary events. Although words fail to do justice, we are not rendered silent. He himself was the sound of meditative silence about which one cannot say enough. Crystal-like in complexion, the perfect reflection of the sun's light that the moon unto itself cannot produce. This boy was born to give joy to the son of Jasoda, to reflect his light and make it approachable, just as the Guru does in relation to God. So I think this, this paragraph should be fairly clear. Balaram was born before Krishna. Hmm? And um, his appearance was astounding. Hmm? The Vaishnava philosophy is that Tattus the sutra, I forget the sutra, but um, as we know, transcendence is that from which words fail to re- that which fa- words fail to reach, which mind fails to reach. So it's beyond speech, beyond thought, beyond the physical, beyond the mental. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Advaitin explanation is, of course, to remain silent. 
our explanation is is not that we should remain silent, but our explanation of words fail in that we cannot say enough about him, about that dimension. So the Vaishnavas are always talking. The Dwaitans, they should just be quiet. That's their philosophy. Hmm? Then they're, then when you're quiet, then you listen better, and then they can be converted. It's possible. They would just be quiet and listen. There's a nice story I'll say briefly. I've told it before. Some of you may have heard. Forgive me if it uh, appears repetitive. But one of the godbrothers of Prabhupada, Dr. Gobil Kapoor, Adi Keshavadas was his initiated name. He was an Advaitin as a young man, and some of the, the disciples of Bhaktisiddhanta Sannyasis, they met him and tried to convert him, but they couldn't. They said, we may not be able to we'll bring you to our, our guru king. He said, well, bring me there. So they arranged for a darshan, and Bhaktisiddhanta um, acquiesced, and Dr. Kapoor, as a young man, was brought into a room where the Saraswati Thakur sat alone, and he was all prepared to come full force with all of his weight and arguments. Hmm? But Bhakti Saddam Sastakur began to speak about the Braj Leela. He told me this himself, Dr. Kapoor, about the Braj Leela for 45 minutes without stop with such feeling and emotion. And then he stopped and walked out, didn't ask any questions. And he, but Dr. Kapoor said, I was converted. I just felt like there's something to this Braj Leela and emotional life that I see is active and alive in him. Mm-hmm. And he's got a philosophy that underlies it, the tatva and so forth. So he joined, and then he was able to travel with Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur for six months. And during all of his lectures, at the end of his lectures, he'd ask for questions. Doctor Kabur would answer, raise his hand, and Bhaktisiddhanta ignored him. Mm-hmm. And then one day he said he was on service call somewhere in 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 Bharat. Uh, uh, and uh, the king of the area was in town, and he was entertaining one of the four ch- uh, Shankaracharjas, one of the four leaders of the um, Advaitin um, school. They have four principal moths and four principal acharyas at all times. One of them was in town, big event. He comes riding in on an elephant, an army with him, and so forth, and and the king's army, and so he was giving his discourse on Advaita, and he asked for questions. Dr. Kapoor was on the other side now, without realizing the extent to which he had been converted, Mm -hmm. without even having his arguments addressed, hearing the philosophy from the Shankaracharya, he had counter-arguments that he realized. And so he began to voice them, questioning and then answer, and then back, back and forth it went, back and forth it went, and then he, the the Shankaracharya did something. He, he did what they do; they call he shifted the ground because they have two levels: the Paramarthic ultimate reality and the empiric reality. So they were arguing on the basis of the empiric reality. And he shifted the ground of the Paramarthic reality. So Doctor Kapoor realized, I've got him right now. And then he looked, and some of the uh, soldiers had put their hands on their swords, sword handles, and he thought, "I'll just be quiet <laughs> here." But he, but he, then he realized that he had that all his questions had actually been answered. 
by listening. So, so for us, there's not enough that can be said about the uh, determinate Brahman rather, the, rather, than the, rather than the indeterminate Brahman of the um, of the Advaitins. So, um, crystal-like in complexion, the perfect reflection of the sun's light that the moon unto itself cannot produce in both crystal. Sometimes, in some places, this complexion has been described as crystal. Some of the time, some places like the moon, but each are reflective. So the crystal reflects the light that um, shines. It if you put a put a, a color uh, next to it red rose next to the crystal, then it will become crystal, right? And the moon's light, of course, is reflective of the sun. Um, So Balaram's light is reflective. He's reflecting the light of Krishna. And and he's also in the form of the Akanda Guru Tattva, kind of the fountainhead of all of of Guru, Guru Tattva. He's a reflective light in that it's difficult to look at the sun but as it reflects on the moon, it becomes very charming, and the guru makes it very easy for us uh, to approach uh, Krishna, being that manifestation of Krishna who is kind of custom made uh, for us, who will capture our faith and relative to our own intellectual, physical makeup, and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's a place for, for, for a plurality of gurus all teaching the same thing in a particular way that will capture the faith of a variety of types of people. Custom made, he will be sent. Hmm? She will be sent. So, perhaps, and we continue here with the concluding paragraph, the most astounding thing about his birth was the fact that despite his beauty and other auspicious qualities, he was, for all intents and purposes, unconscious of the world around him. In other words, it was as if he was extraordinarily beautiful, but blind, deaf, dumb. He was inactive in relation to the sense object, the sense of sight, the sense of sound, the sense of speech and lame practically immobile now imagine if your child was born deaf dumb blind and lame it would be a great kind of disappointment if you will Hmm? but despite this his beauty was such that it was all it was was all overlooked it it seemed uh, inconsequential Hmm? But when he was picked up, well, I'll continue. Only when Yashoda took him on her lap and he could feel his brother within her womb would he come to life. And only after her son was born did this peculiarity subside. So it's, it's of course, a way of saying that he is completely dedicated to Krishna. So... He's moving, he's seeing, he's moving, walking, motor motor functions. He's seeing, he's looking, he's hearing, speaking, only glorification of Krishna. As Ananta, he has a thousand million mouths. Hmm? Speaking about it, 
every pastime and you cannot fully describe one aspect of one pastime. Hmm? This is Balaram, is quite as would be a kirtanir, if you will. Hmm? So, when he was placed on the lap of Yashoda, could feel Krishna in the womb, then he would come to life. Hmm? And he could hear and see and so forth. the idea. Hmm? Living only for Krishna. So, his name is Ram, Balaram, Krishna's best friend and older brother, Sakirati personified. Not as a Shakti Tattva, but as Vishnu Tattva. The two, Ram and Krishna, Sevaka and Savior, Bhagavan. So this is the end of this section, but it's very peculiar uh, that um, he is Sakirati personified, but he's Vishnu Tattva. He's not a Shakti Tattva. In other words, all the devotees who are vessels of Sakirasa or Madhurya Rasa, they are all Shakti Tattva, as we are a Shakti Tattva, Tatastha Shakti. So there's Sarup Shdiragatmik as a Sarup Shakti Tattva. We can be imbued with that Sarup Shakti. That's again that nourishment that I was talking about that enables us to be all that we can be and have a role in the super subjective world hmm? as a player in the Leela by a defining influence of Sarup Shakti determining my sense of knowing I'm a coward, I'm a handmaiden, as may be the case, and so forth. <clears throat> so, you have Bhagwan, who is the object of love, and you have then all the devotees who are the shelter of the personification of that love, and they're all Shakti Tattva. Here is Vishnu Tattva, Balaram, but he is acting as a uh, like a Shakti Tattva. Hmm? He is, he is the personification of Sakyarati, but he is Vishnu Tattva, very peculiar, very interesting person, theological person. Yeah. So, the two, Ram and Krishna, Sevaka and Savior Bhagavan. So, Krishna is the Bhagavan who is saved, served, hmm? Savior, and Balaram is the Bhagavan who is the Sevaka, the server. So in this way, there's a short section, the introduction of Friends Forever.